You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. High at 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 40 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into Valentine's edition. You guys didn't even know that yesterday. Edition of Wednesday edition, hump day edition of Inside the Locker Room, 205-342-9904. You can call us throughout the show. Give us some suggestions on what we should purchase for Valentine's Day. Justin, is it too late? I mean, you got the whole day, right, to give whatever you're going to give. Uh, so uh, 205-342-9904 suggestions as to what we could do. We had spa. Uh, Dad, there's no flowers blooming. I was walking around. They don't bloom when it's this cold, so I couldn't yeah. pick anybody's flowers out of their yard. <laughs> but uh, the uh, phone number, once again, 205-342-9904. The X accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email Wimp and Barry at yahoo.com. Download that app, the Tide 100.9 app. You'll thank me later. Uh, there's a chat app in there. You can send us a message through the app. Also, you can uh, take us with you anywhere you go. It's that time of year again, especially today. The honeydew list is growing and the projects are adding up. The time is right to build that new fence deck pergola you've been dreaming about. And there's no better product to build with the Yellowwood brand, pressure treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection from rot. Fungal decay and termite attack, so you know your project will last for years to come. Head on down to your local dealer, and always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Uh, Texas A&M last night, Dad. Mm. Well, they uh, uh, play play at the end of the game. I I better not discuss it, because if I do, I'll get in trouble. Mm. Bad call, I missed it. Yeah, travel. Tough. What else had happened in sports last night? Okay, I want to wish all the ladies uh, that listen to our show and the ones that don't uh, a very happy Valentine's Day. I don't know what we would do without you. Uh, there are times that we don't know what we do with you, <laughs> but uh, we uh, don't know what do we with do. You, yes. We would what to do with you. We would want, but we couldn't do without you. But sometimes we don't know what to do with you, as, as I have tried to say. So both of those situations are, are are worth mentioning. I have felt like because they were going to name an offensive coordinator today, bless his heart, I looked him up that I would have somebody on in football, and so Jack Crow will be on at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Nick Sher- Sheraton is is the is. It's not for me, but for our listeners, is the most important, more important than the basketball scores. Nick Sheraton uh, has a wife and three kids. I hope the kids are not school age kids, so they would enjoy themselves here, um, because he's, um, you know, it doesn't make any difference what happens. It, it's 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 always it's always the plays. It's never the players. Okay. 
uh, several things. DJ Durkin uh, is getting $1.2 million to be the defensive coordinator at uh, Auburn, which is good. ESPN, uh, uh, our listeners will be interested to know that uh, for a six-year contract, ESPN and the college football playoff deal will be $7.8 billion, starting with a B, <laughs> billion dollars. Um, Paul Constantine, who worked very hard in, as a staffer on the strength, in the strength deal in Alabama, is going to the pros. A lot of these guys are, have an opportunity to go to the pros because of more money, more time at home. Uh, much better. Nick Sheraton, of course, is, is going to have some help there. Most of you know that Grubb is not coming, and also Scott Huff, uh, offensive line coach, is not coming at all. Uh, for Barry's sake, uh, not that he's or not that he's right or wrong, Kyle Shanahan has come out and said they worked very hard with the analyst and studied uh, everything that they thought would be the best thing to do into an overtime and. Uh, Whatever they did, uh, of course, I guess we. They just must not have told the players it. about uh, it because the players yeah. said they didn't know about the new overtime. Yeah, well, maybe they did, but anyway, they they did do their very best they possibly could. Uh, I think a very interesting rule here is that there's go- the lawsuit is going to be settled uh, with Tennessee and Virginia suing suing the NCAA to stop to stop trying to uh, handle uh, what they give to players. Of course, they're under a lot of pressure to uh, get a injunction against them and go on probation. Is that smart so, to sue the NCAA? I don't know, but that's what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. and I think the 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 lawsuit and the judge and I don't know about judges myself uh, will will uh, come up with a decision as to whether that's valid or invalid. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Last night we have we have seven basketball teams have losing records in the SEC. Uh, last time I looked, there were fourteen teams. Uh, Vanderbilt uh, squeaks one out against Texas A and M on a on a last throw in shot to win win that particular game. Uh, Florida uh, LSU could, couldn't guard me. They they uh, they outfield gold they outfield gold Florida seven threes. Last time I looked, that was 21 points and did come back on Florida, who's 4 for 17. It wasn't a contested deal. just couldn't make one. And Florida gets by LSU to stay in a little bit of a race, 82 to 80. Kentucky, and I, I don't say this to put any pressure, Kentucky's not Kentucky. No. Uh, they're not. Uh, Alabama goes up there and will have a chance against them. I don't know if they'll win, but they'll have a cha- good chance. Uh, 75-63 against uh uh, Ole Miss, they turned the basketball over about the first six times they get it last night. Uh, they, they're they not very good defensively. Um, they, you know, the free throws and the field goal stuff, you know, they're five for, I think it was five for 22 Ole Miss was. They, they don't shoot a whole lot of three. They shot a lot last night. And, and uh, uh, Kentucky had maybe one more three than they did. So those particular games there, Kentucky gets by at home. Vanderbilt gets by at home, and uh, so and Florida gets by at home. So tonight, uh, you look at you know you look at it pretty big tonight because it's it's going to be um, an important night for you know for SEC basketball. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, Auburn, of course, is is uh, going to be entertaining South Carolina at seven thirty. Uh, probably going to be a South Carolina loss. Uh, 
we'll uh, Tom wanted to have a Kentucky guy on, and we'll have him on Friday at seven thirty. Uh, so uh, that that's going to take place tonight. South Carolina is leading with Alabama, leading the league, and um, the league is far from being over. And then Tennessee uh, goes to Arkansas. Um, Tennessee better be careful. Arkansas ain't playing. Arkansas can't play. They ain't playing a lick. They're just getting by the Georgias and everybody else. But Tennessee sometimes struggles some on the road before they get to Alabama before long, and we'll see what happens there. But they're playing at 8 o'clock, and that is on ESPN2. Remember, remember this Saturday, this coming Saturday, I'll go ahead and remind you now, you know it's whatever day it is, A&M's at Alabama at 11 o'clock in new uniforms. And Kentucky's at Auburn, and somebody in that game is going to take a loss and already has three. Uh, uh, Kentucky does. They're not going to win the championship. Championship's got a great chance to be won by Alabama. Whether they will or not, I don't know. But right now, as it stands right now, uh, they're a little bit in the driver's seat. Outside of that, um, I'll leave it to Barry. and He and I can discuss whatever you want to discuss, and you can call in and and talk to him and bless Nick Sheridan's heart. Yeah, I think this Saturday, too, they're honoring uh, the team that went to the Final yeah, Eight. Uh, I don't know. If, is Godfrey coming back? Yeah. Um, he is? Okay. Yeah. Um, so that team, I have to go back and look to see who all was on that team, but they will honor those, and they got the new retro uniforms. Uh, they yeah. got the uh, A with the elephant going through it on the short. Nice look there. So I think the players are excited. They've done a... Good job rolling that out, uh, showing you what the uniform's going to look like. All right, Justin, how many shows do you do? You do the Martin show and our show and Gary's show. Who else's show? Um, three occasionally. I'll okay. do T-Town Sports Daily. Okay, well, you do me a favor. Uh, when these people start trying to rate these assistant coaches here at Alabama. People, give me a... I mean, the guys have not even had a meeting with their team. They haven't coached a practice. They haven't... What are you rating them on? You've never you've never been in a practice. You've never sat in a meeting with these guys. I'll say rate the players. You never heard... You never heard them motivate a player. You've never been in a room with them in recruiting. They haven't coached it down here. Stop rating and talking about, I hear people say it's the best staff, a better staff since last year, now that Grubb and whoever gone, it's t- you don't know. They never coached here. Never coached a down. Never coached a oh, it's called, practice. Called radio. And people are trying to rate these guys. Like, you know, what What he, what he did to Indiana. Look, he's coaching a totally different player. If, if Coach DeBoer Believes the guy, he wouldn't bring a guy here he didn't think could do the job. All right, so stop rating and trying to rank whether we have good assistance or not because you have no clue. You have no clue. I have no clue. I haven't watched these guys coach, I haven't watched these guys run a meeting. And so why do, we, why do we do that? Why are we trying to rate these guys? I better not get into that with you because I agree. Okay. Yep. I just don't understand why we're trying to rate the Ryan Grubb left. Okay, they got Sheridan. Well, he was offensive coordinator, but you've never seen him coach at Alabama, uh, and so you don't know. And so trying to rate him and worrying about 
all that is uh, it's not fair, first of all, uh, to the program. Uh, it's not fair to the coach and his family. Uh, just just let them. Now, well, they, once, uh, yeah, they, once they coach and you win. watch their position group play, and but it's just like, you know, these people get credit for certain players. Like, you know, um, we lucked out at Arkansas Little Rock and signed Derek Fisher. We didn't coach him any, you know, and I know he was there prior to you getting there. We didn't coach him any different than we coached anybody else. We just got lucky that we hit on the right <laughs> We didn't develop Derek Fisher any different than we developed any other two guard uh, that we had there. You know, sometimes you hit it, sometimes you don't. I mean, I get to Wake Forest. I coached there one year, so Josh Howard was there. So should I? So people would say, "Well, he coached Josh Howard." I had nothing to do with Josh Howard getting there, uh, and I just get so tired of hearing people uh, try to try to rate these coaches. Where do they? And where they think it's a good hire or not. about Nick Sheridan. Yeah, you, know don't, you have no idea whether it was a good hire or not. So quit trying to break down whether it was. You have no clue. Even those oh, that, guys that, that – uh, Kalen's going to get that the entire time. You know, they, they, all, they, got, they got two winning games, and then they got, they got to go to Wisconsin. And, you know, these, this, this staff will know a lot about Wisconsin because they've been, you know, connected somewhat with the Big Ten. And, and then Georgia comes into town and, and – Georgia kicks the field or the win by three. I told you, you know, it, it'll, it'll be that way. Yeah. All right. So we'll take the break here. We got a call to coming in. You guys want to comment on that? We can talk Valentine's Day. Uh, I told Jenny, I said, what do you want for lunch? Today? I'll bring you anything you want. And she hadn't even answered me yet. So I told, I told her she had a budget of $10. So I could bring her whatever she wants. A budget. Crap. <laughs> I put her on a budget. All right. No, I'll get her. What I did say $10. I was kidding. That's all you said. $10. I was kidding. You can't buy a drink of water for $10. Well, that'd be like, well, we used to coach at South Carolina. Coach Odom was the tightest guy in the world. Oh, yeah. And he'd go running, and he'd give the secretary, so will you go down and get me a lunch, get me a sandwich at Subway? And he'd hand a poor girl $5. I'm like, Coach, that ain't going to even get the chips. Not, he should give her like, you know, 50 and say, get yourself something. But he didn't ever do that. Two men in a truck there at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Whether it's out of town, out of state, they'll take great care of you. Uh... Moving is stressful, so you want to let the professionals handle it. They'll take great care of you and your stuff. 205-247-5050. That is two men in a truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. If you're taking Highway 69 northbound from 15th to Highway 56, you've got a five-minute delay there. No issues on the southbound side. Also clear coming through I-20 and I-59. I-359 traffic, also no delays this morning. Still got an accident, McFarland Boulevard eastbound at Fayette Highway. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Josh Woodbury. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. BCRU Hookah Lounge on 69 South no longer has a business license. After an emotional hearing last night, the Tuscaloosa City Council revoked the license and wake up a fatal beating and shooting of a patron by a lounge employee security guard. Owners appeared before the council last night to plead their case, saying... Oh, sports betting in Alabama. Contact your legislator today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. 
road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather stays dry today with a sunny sky, the high 64. Clear tonight, the low 39. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 67. Friday, increasingly cloudy. We'll have a chance of rain by Friday night, the high at 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 40 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Build a five-star backyard. You do it with Yellowwood. All right, to the Yellowwood hotline, get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? Good. You okay? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Uh, you know the deal with ESPN college football playoffs, yeah. $7.8 something million, a billion dollars. All right. You know who 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 makes up the college football playoffs? I mean, is it is it uh, all of the members of the NCAA? I mean, or power, is it all Power Five? I mean, what's the deal there? Hmm. Well, go ahead. Dan. I don't I don't know the you know the money comes from the advertising uh, advertising right. and think they can get. Uh, from, from all these games, and now that they've gone to 12, 12 teams, I don't think they digress. Uh, you know, with you know SEC being so big, Big Ten they think it's big because it covers so much of the country. Big Ten does uh, that they think they're gonna make money, or they wouldn't do it. So I, I just guess that's sort of the way way it works. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know enough about it, but that's a big number, Tom. Yeah, very big. But my my curiosity is who gets it. I mean, what's the payout? I mean, to me, that kind of money uh, makes the college football playoff. Are they a company separate and apart from everything else? NCAA from every, do they are they a standalone group? Or, I mean, what's how is it made up? Who gets the money? That uh, who does. ESPN paid the money to. Good question. Uh, I don't know if it's spread out among all the members, the people that get in the uh, they get in the top twelve, make a certain amount. Uh, you know, you get a certain amount for each bowl game and each you know round that you advance. I would think you would get, you know, those teams would get more, obviously, for travel expenses and all that. But uh, good question uh, as to maybe I'll we'll ask Jack Crow that. Uh, you know, how's that money divvied up? Uh, does the top 12 uh, teams make more than the other teams across the country? And then teams that move on, do they get more? And is there any way to take that? When you say with a billion, is there any way to take some of that money, put it aside, and ha- and pay the football players out of that fund? Uh, there's a lot of money there to be uh, be handed out. Uh, should they make so much per round? 
you know, uh, yeah. Tom, that's, uh, that's earning it uh, there. Yeah, it sure is. But, you know, here's the thing. Is that My question, when I was reading uh, when that deal was done, I thought, well, you know, $7.86 billion, the college football, if that's a separate entity than the NCAA, than, than the Big Ten or the SEC, they're standalone, almost like a conference to their self. That you can wield a lot of power with that kind of money, and you could maybe step in there and say, NCAA, we got this on the football side. You got your basketball, we'll run the football side, and 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 then we would maybe see some movement on regulation on what's going on. You know, I, I think, you know, when the COVID and all that hit, people lost a lot of money. I think that's what pushed to get to this 12-team playoff quicker because uh, they needed more money uh, coming in. Uh, Tom, it looks like they're going to get it. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I just, I would be curious how uh, how it goes, how it's dispersed. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, sure. Uh, and and uh, uh, do, you, do you have to be one of the 12 to get a cut and, all that kind of thing right there. And, and if it is, if it's where it's spread out amongst all members, you're going to see some people raising sand about these schools that don't contribute. And you, well, you know, we talked about that one time before. If you got a school in the conference that's underperforming, do you tell them they got to step it up or you got to get out? Well, on the same thing here, some of these smaller colleges that are wielding a lot of power but not contributing anything, they're not going to want to give them any money. Uh, and uh, I'm looking here. I've Googled who gets college football money. That's the first thing that popped up. Each conference receives $6 million for each team selected for semifinal game, an additional $4 million for each team that plays in the non-playoff bowl under the college football playoff. Uh, but th- there's got to be some new, obviously, a lot more money there. So that's a good question. Uh, we'll, I'll try to dig into that a little bit and see where some of that money's going. Thank you. Thank you. All right, get back to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline and get Philip in. Good morning, Phil. Good morning. Hey, Ben, Coach. I just, hey, Ben, I just wanted to give you a big uh, amen on, on what you said in your preamble there a minute ago about the, the assistants and these coaches and, and how the fans rate them and say they're not good and they're horrible and they're terrible and they're not as good as we've had. And, you know, and these fans, they don't know enough to fill up a thimble. I think I follow the stuff pretty good, you know, as much as I can in my life. But, you know, I knew very little about Sheridan, but I knew one thing. And he was eager to take the job, and he wanted the job. So I'm damn glad to have it. Yeah, I mean, you got to trust Coach DeBoer at this point. Every job's different. Uh You know, you're probably going to coach better talent uh here. Uh Some, some coaches maximize uh, jobs when James Franklin was at uh, Vanderbilt, he maximized that job. Uh, did he win a championship? No. Uh, but to, to rate these guys, it's just if I were those guys' families, I'd be like, Are these people crazy? Like, they're rating my, my husband, and he hadn't even run a practice yet, he hadn't even had a meeting. And we're, we're deciding yeah. whether the guy's good or not. It's almost it's kind of sickening to be honest with you. Uh, Phil. Oh, I get so of it. I, I get so sick of it. I'll tell you another thing, too, Barry. One of the best coaches in the nation to me right now in, in, in the world of college football is a guy right up the road from me by about 60 miles. 
but nobody knows who he is, but I think he's one of the best coaches in the nation. I think Brent Key at Georgia Tech is one of the best coaches in the nation, but if he got hired by Michigan or somebody like that, oh, he'd get nothing but disdain. Yeah. When people think because guys coach at uh, high school or NAI level or Division Two that they're not great coaches. Some of those guys are your best coaches. I mean, they're, they really got a coach there. They don't have the, the talent. Uh, so people try to equate where you've been as to whether you're a good coach or not. It just it's 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 frustrating to be honest with you. Uh, now, can you a higher level? There's more that comes with it. I understand all that things that you have to do with and you have to deal with on a daily basis. And mm-hmm. you know, uh, at Alabama, uh, I'll ask both of you guys this. Then uh, we got to get to break. But at Alabama. Can a guy be the head coach and the coordinator, Dad? Call the plays? Is, or is there just too much on your plate at a school like Alabama? Uh, I think in some cases the personality of the guy could. I think it's very seldom. Yeah. But I would, I would never say never. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. Yeah. Philip? Yeah. Uh, I agree. Never say never. Yeah. But I think it'd be a lot, but never say never. Sure. Sure. You got a lot on mm-hmm. your plate there. All right. Well, we'll get mm-hmm. to Coach Crow. We'll see what he thinks about all this. Thank you, Philip. See y'all. Right, let's talk about Bryant Bank before we get to break here. Well, I'll be happy to. Four locations in in and just in Tuscaloosa alone, but all all throughout uh, the in, in Birmingham, wherever you might be visiting down Gulf Shores, Bryant Bank is absolutely the very very best because they they give you great customer service. When you walk into Bryant Bank, you not only have a nice bank to go into, but you have a, a nice banker to visit with. Uh, they'll give you online. You'll get online service throughout the, the day and night. You know, everything will be just like you want it. When you go in, they'll not call you by your first name. Generally speaking, after you've been there a little bit, the zip code shows you that they're homegrown bank. And to me, that's very important. I've been with Bright Bank for a long, long time and, and have enjoyed them very much. Uh, you have small businesses, businesses that you have that, that sometimes are targeted by fraud. Uh, they do everything they possibly can to cover that, be sure that it doesn't happen, number one. Number two, if something were to come up uh, um, that's a problem, they, they darn sure know exactly how to cover it uh, with their insurance. So Bryant Bank, um, four locations in Tuscaloosa. I know more of our listeners are probably in the Tuscaloosa area, but if you get out of Tuscaloosa in the state of Alabama, You'll find Brian Bank, and when you do, you will find people that are interested in you as a person. So go by and visit with them. One, that's 800-294-8831. What do you have to lose? Call 800-294-8831. Again, 800-294-8831. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker. We're going to build a pressure, build a five-star backyard. You want to use pressure-treated pine from Great Southern Wood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer close to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, get to the Yellowwood hotline. He needs no introduction to this no, show. Coach Jack Crow. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, guys. Jack, uh, we gave you the week off, and that, that's long enough for you. Uh, you, you need you, we gave you that. Uh, so don't be, come, don't be coming in here and complaining yeah. about anything. 
first of all, let me say this to you real quickly because Barry's been on the offensive coordinator, uh, taking up for him, which I agree. When this offensive coordinator, Sheraton, has been hired, he and yeah. the head football coach are on the same page. There is no problem yeah. about what's happening at Auburn. There's no ha- there's no problem when you work for Pat Dye and Pat Dye couldn't spell offense if you gave him the first two letters. <laughs> uh, you know that, and I know that. So he would question you, even question you about what you were running. Uh, Caitlin yeah. won't question Dick Sheraton about what he's running. So to yeah. me... Uh, even though I hope the I hope he has small kids or not in school, uh, yeah. so he won't get it. But comment about how difficult it is. To, you know, play players win games, not plays. Defenses yeah. change about after you call the play. The defense changes. Talk about that. Well, uh, they've been in the same rooms before, so I mean, for for um, you know, a head coach. He's got a. He's got a. Particularly if he's offensive oriented, which is what Coach Boer is, uh, that that person almost has to be an extension yeah. uh, of the head coach's philosophy because it, you know there are going to be times where he will want to step in there and affect personnel or uh, affect the momentum, the momentum in the game, and he's he's going to do that, and I'm sure he was doing that at Washington. And the other places, but the everyday, the everyday putting it together piece, the minutia, the the detail of it, um, you know, it's like building the foundation to a house, and you build that game plan like you build a house, and you have to start with a, you know, with the the mortar and the brick, sort of speak, and put it together, and and when you're not there putting it together. Uh, you got to really trust that person, but what can you know? What can go awry now? Sometimes, um, you know, when you are really close to the play caller, and I did this when I was a head coach, eighteen years. I didn't call plays, but I that person. Well, the first one I hired at Jacksonville State was Willie Slater, who played quarterback for me. And you just got to feel like that that person's almost an extension. It's a lot different than it, it is under Nick. Where that person, even though Nick had control of the playbook, this is what we run. This is what we call it. This is, and and he, you know, went from having a running game to a you know wide open down the field, and he made those decisions. I made those decisions at Auburn, and, and uh, you know those weren't always really what you know Pat, you know, he'd second guess it, and uh, but. There's there's compatibility here. Now, when you start addressing problems, every school has problems that are different. There's still a difference between these two people, and how they address a problem when a problem arises, uh, that coordinator is going to have to give in, and, they, and he better give in because they belong to the head coach. Neither one of them have any idea what's coming at them. Uh, the, the, the you know the lay of the land, who they play, who they're playing with, how the wind's going to blow, uh, they got no idea, and and so they're 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 going to find out a lot about each other they didn't know. I can tell you that. Are there certain positions uh, when you're hiring? Most of the time, people hire guys they have a little bit of a relationship. Now, not not every position, but as offensive coordinator. Uh, 
is that important to hire somebody that uh, that you know is going to be loyal, uh, that you trust there in a position like that? Well, here's what happens and can happen. I had a conversation with a head coach that, was, that had his first year at a college program. He actually called me and said, you, you would recognize this program. You'd recognize his name. And, and he says, you know, here's my first year experience, Jack. Uh, I made this mistake. I hired the coordinator, but I didn't have him have a lot of input in the people that he had to have authority over. There's a delegated authority that, and, and that offensive coordinator's ability to affect the people sitting in that room. Uh, if it's not good, they're, they're, they're going to move slowly. They're not going to be creative. And if you do this right, and I and I got to where I did this, I never I never hired a co- uh, anybody under a coordinator that that coordinator didn't interview him and didn't feel like that he could wouldn't have the you know that he couldn't execute the authority over that position, the offensive line coach, the receiver coach. Now now you start finding out what a coordinator, what kind of people person he is. And how much how much real leadership he has? Can he walk into that room and challenge and inspire those other coaches to come up with something creative? Um, because when they turn around and go back into those those position meetings, they got to sell it. And I I can tell you there there were times at places I've been that I you know I have it all down pat as an offensive coordinator, and I don't think the when they walk into those position rooms, it completely got sold as good as it should have got sold. I can tell you. Yeah. Well, I think and, I think these two walk in together. Now, I think when yeah. they walk into the room, the head coach and the offensive coordinator are on the same page. And I think when, so to speak, doesn't not really, but I think they walk into yeah. those rooms together. Well, but one thing though, Wim, that head coach ain't going to be sitting in every one of those. Oh, I know that. I know that. I understand. And and that's where you're gonna find out who this guy is. Yeah. Now, that's why an offensive coordinator is a launching pit to be the next head coach somewhere. Because if he's been successful, what he's really done is executed a chain of command and the and the offensive line coach and the tight end coach and, and uh or two offensive line coaches, the tight end coach. And you know how many people are sitting in an offensive coordinator's meeting room at Alabama? Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty and all yeah, the analysts right. that bring the information. That guy is de facto a head coach of the offense. All right, and and DeBoer's not going to be. He'll come into that meeting in the beginning. He'll drop in there for some little, but a lot of times they won't even know he's coming because he's got an agenda with the defense. He's got an agenda with three players that think they need more money. I don't know what their world's like today. He got a lot of job, and and what what shows up after a while? I mean, you saw down at Auburn. Basically, the message I got down at Auburn was he didn't feel like those coordinators were strong enough leaders. But here's what can happen: if the head coach isn't careful, he will give somebody a job without the authority. He's got to defer to that coordinator in an everyday fashion where those people realize 
that he is truly speaking with authority. And Pat, Pat, over time, eroded my authority. We talked about it. I mean, hell, it, it got to be when he walked in the room, everything changed, you know. And um, and they realized that he was, you know, and after a while, hell, what I said, well, this, well, let's wait a couple of hours, goes out walking here, and we see what it really is. You know, boy, you talk about wrecking yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, um, you know, it's a chain of command here, and the coordinator sits in a, in a, a position that has a title and responsibility that can be enormous. But if there is not an interpersonal authority, and, and, and quite honestly, I would defer to the coordinator even just out of making sure those, those, those position coaches at all at uh, at, at Arkansas, I had uh, Joe Collins, and there were some times it crossed my mind maybe I ought to, you know, ask about that. Yeah, but I never did it where those position coaches on defense ever thought I second guessed Joe Collins. Yeah, I made a point not to do that. Now, sometimes you got to bite your tongue. You got to sit back and look a little closer. And particularly when it's your side of the ball, you have a tendency maybe, you know, to overdo it. And, and quite honestly, you'll, you'll erode how good your offensive uh, position coaches are. I mean, I, I'm just reading all the script that I've, you know. Yeah. And so I don't know. This guy This guy is going to have to be a leader. He's going to have to be a hell of a leader. Uh-huh. I, you know, how much offense does he have to know? Hell, I think that's about third. How much loyalty does he really have from the head coach in a time of tough decisions? Yeah, he'll have a bunch. Don't you find out, though, Coach, like uh, I, I took a new high school job this year, and there was a certain play I ran, and it worked so much better this year from a certain position than it did the year before in the last six years yeah. that I've run it because of the personnel. Uh, the <laughs> Absolutely. And so – uh, this guy's going to, I think, coach. I think that's at the heart of the whole thing, Barry. I, I yeah. think sure it is. You know, I can see like when the first time I said Randy Campbell, I thought Randy Campbell was the quarterback. Now this guy was five eleven, weighed 173 pounds and ran a four eight. Now I'm talking about winning the SEC is what we were looking for. And I said, in that evaluation that I had, Nobody agreed with me in that offensive room when I finally got down to the end of it. Because so, you've gotten to the heart of the whole thing, Barry. Do we all agree on what these people can do and what we're trying to do with right. them? Yes. That's what it really boils down to. Yeah. And and they questioned me, and that guy, dang Pat Dye, walked in there, shut the door, and talked to me. And then he walked right out to the whole football team and said, uh, Randy Campbell was a quarterback. I mean, he just stood behind me like a guy named Rock on that decision. Yeah. Now, that was 1982 when it came to playing with Bo. I didn't have his support. I didn't have his support when it came to Bo because it was about him and Bo. It wasn't about what, well, what the offense required. Well, I don't, so don't want to go backwards at anything, but uh, Tommy Reese, the, the, the timeout that Michigan called, uh, right before they ran the stuff, if if they don't run middle row it and they run somebody else, they, they talk for fifty years. Why didn't they name of Pete? Didn't Milrow run the cotton ticking ball? And he did. And the guy <laughs> didn't block. And the, the timeout that was called was the biggest timeout in the history of Michigan football ever. It really was. Too. 
It's the biggest one in the history of Michigan football. And it's the reason Alabama didn't play. And, but I think Tommy Reese did a really good job. Nobody else thinks so but me, but I do. Well, if it had another timeout, he would have called it because it was dead on alignment. Yeah. It was dead on alignment. Yeah. What was there on alignment is if the tight end had taken three steps and turned around, it would have been nobody. They rolled the dice that it was going to be a run. That defensive coordinator, and I know, know him and know his daddy. Yeah. He said, we ain't letting that dude loose running the ball. And they called it. And they they were inside the – other than covering the wide receivers, they didn't have nobody covered. Yeah. But that's that's what they figured. He's going to throw it to the wide outs or he's going to run the ball. And they don't cover anybody else. Let's go sick the quarterback. That's what they did. Yeah, this is all came about. I get frustrated. Uh, I shouldn't. Fans are trying to decide. They've already decided whether these guys are good assistant coaches or not. They've never seen them run a meeting. They never watched them at practice. They've never seen them in a room. Yeah. But they've decided already whether the how good they are. They, they're ranking them. It makes me want to throw up, Coach. Uh, to be quite honest. <laughs> so anyway, uh, hey, hey, when will we see a line come out of Las Vegas that says how long will this assistant coach be on? the staff. Yeah. They'll, they'll start creating a line here before long because they got to have something else to create some controversy around. Yeah. Or they wouldn't, you know, they don't have anything to talk about. Uh, I can remember I may have been, and Wimp, you, you, you can respond to this, and, you know, talking about yourself is not ever probably a very good example, but I remember when I woke up one day and realized that I was being treated as an entity at Auburn. And during the time before me, nobody even knew who the hell the assistant coaches were. Yeah. And I got Paul Feinbaum standing outside my office once a week to talk to me. Now, I thought that was, oh, do I really, is this, I had never, I'd been a head coach, so I, you know, I could handle it. It wasn't something I couldn't handle, but it just, this, this idea, how much more exposure can you put on these dang assistant coaches? I don't think it, you know, I, I don't think it bodes well uh, when that becomes the focus of, of the fans or the media because it's it's middle management, you know. It's it's not, that's all it is. If you're looking for which one's going to become the next head coach or which one's going to be fired, let me tell you what, fire an assistant coach hurts you. I don't give a god dang. If you invest and you tell your players this is the guy and then you fire him, what have you done with your players? You told them you made a mistake. That's what you did. Now, how, how, <clears throat> what is that good for? That ain't good for nothing. Uh, well, so I, I don't know. Let me ask you this. Uh, college football, they just, I don't know what it was, six years, seven for the 12-team playoffs, seven, over $7 billion. Dollars. How's that money distributed? I mean, I understand if you get in the top twelve, you probably make more than everybody else. But does does that go to the conferences? How do you know how that money's distributed? It, yeah, <clears throat> the, the conferences. It didn't used to be. It used to be that I mean, back at the you know the original part of this was that the NCA basically was a conduit of resources back to every school. And then when they had that CFA deal and Oklahoma and Georgia stood to have television rights because it all goes back to television. And then it became a conference distribution. And the NCA has, you know, they have some kind of 
mitigating effect on that, but not really. Uh, but but that's why we see the you know the evolution of these two conferences. That's why you see a head coach at UCLA going to take the offensive coordinator job at Ohio State. I mean, it, it's distribution. You know what that told me is uh, UCLA coming in the door didn't have the money to be in the goddamn league, and he knew it. And and. They never write this. They keep this very private. But a lot of times, depending on whether on how strong your negotiating power is, you don't get the same share coming into the Big Ten that Ohio State gets. Right. You, you have to earn four or five years. You get a twenty-five percent share. Then you get a fifty percent share, um, which. It's it's hard to see a school come into the league. And I was the guy at Arkansas when we came into the league, folks, which was the very beginning, the first school that ever started this house of cards. And it was all about the money, and yet we didn't have the money at the moment. And they and they never have caught up resource wise. You know, I coached the last conference championship team at Arkansas. They have not had one since I was there. And I was offensive coordinator, and the next year they made me the head coach. But uh, Ken Hatfield was the head coach. And uh, that's, that's a long, 1989 was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. And, and if that stayed in the big Southwest Conference, probably would have won just about as regularly as they were winning them, you know. So UCLA, um, you know, how much are they paying uh, Chip? I don't A lot. How much are they paying this offense? It's all about money. I guess they're paying this Alabama coordinator $2 million. Um, probably, I didn't hear probably not. Money. Probably not. No. Well, Alabama, quite honestly, in the world of how much money you got, is not up there with some folks. And if that starts showing up in your ability to run your business, is it's got the greatest brand in college sports, in my opinion. Alabama football, in my opinion, is the greatest brand in college sports. Uh, but if you don't have the money to back it up, you know NIL being part of that, but just you know the other avenues. I mean, we're not a big state, and we're not a rich state. Arkansas, business-wise, is a lot richer state than Alabama is. Yeah, but should you pay that guy? I mean, this guy was a tight ends coach. You just promoted him to the uh, offensive coordinator. Like he's not going to expect two million dollars. I mean, should you pay him a million? And then if he continues to do, you know, if he does really well, you bump him up. But do you take him to the top before he's no, earned it? No, because you don't. don't have to. I mean, he ain't going nowhere. No, Nobody he, coming after him. No, he, no, and, and he. Hell, he'd be like me. I took every job I took without asking what I was making. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and he probably took this one without asking what. I mean, he, he didn't have an agent that got to bet it for him. I mean, hell, uh, the board just walked down the hall and said, hey, I think you're the guy that needs to do this. And he said, yes. And then, okay, we'll work the rest of it out later. That's yeah. the way that went down. Do you want to change hey, offices or you want yeah. to stay here? Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> People, people forget what the offensive coordinators do. O'Brien takes the ball on the two-yard line against Auburn. 
and goes 98 yards with yeah. that football team to win the championship. People forget that, but they don't like oh. him as offensive coordinator. <laughs> Oh, if you know, it's gotten to be, and it, it, it it's gotten to be that there's got to be color with everything. And a guy that um, you know, if either win them all, or you gotta, I mean, I, I think Kiffin gets away with really some bad coaching pretty regularly because he's got some goddamn color, you know, about him. Yeah. And uh, and and for all his antics, you know, his perception is very acceptable, um, you know, when he's on that sideline. And here's another thing that I think is very important. Do you have a sideline perception that the media shows you on television where the fans actually get to see your face and know who you are? And his his is don't punt unless you have to. (laughs) In Georgia, they always put that coordinator upstairs. You know, Munkin was yeah. up there, and you know he he's really sort of a grouchy, antisocial kind of guy. To be honest with you, he doesn't he doesn't get get along with people all that well. But hell, as long as you're winning like that, and they keep you upstairs, you really take the low profile role. Probably a lot easier life. But if you've got in the back of your mind you're trying to be a head coach, you want some profile. You know, now, you know, where did, if you could ask, I can't remember this new guy's name, but if you were to ask him, uh, where do you want to be five years from now? I want to be in the NFL, which I bet you a lot more of them are saying that. Yeah. Um, you know, you go about your job a lot different. If if you were to say where you want to be five years from now, and he says, I want to be a head coach, profile probably means something to you. Am I, am I making sense here, Wimp? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we'll find out something about this guy, too. You know, we'll find out just, you know, how what the loyalty factor is between really when it comes down to tough decisions. Well, what I think the biggest thing is they're doing it together. I think regardless of how many, I don't care how many people are in that offensive meeting, the guy that walks in there as the offensive coordinator is walking in with the head coach because they're together on what they do. They may not they well, may be a play that they should have run, but philosophically, I can't talk. They need they're on the same page. Yeah, yeah I, I get that, and I thought that was always one of the keys to Nick. You know, he he didn't think every coordinator or every coach was as good as he needed to be. I've I've heard about his meetings. I mean, he'd bring them undress them and tell them to get their clothes back on. Yeah. You know, uh, but, but he, he delegated, he was military. You yeah. got a job, do your job. That's right. Well, coach, yeah. as always, you knocked it out of the park. We appreciate it. <laughs> thanks a lot, Jack. Find a store or switch suavemente at totalbyverizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate without a pay, plus taxes and fees. Discount begins the month after you enroll. Additional terms apply. See website for data management practices. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. 
Here's Eddie Garcia. Checking that out of the NBA, six games on the schedule. Celtics beat the Nets 118 to 110. Boston now a league best 42 and 12 on the season. Jason Tatum led him with 41 points. Timberwolves beat the Trailblazers 121 to 109. Minnesota's best in the West at 38 and 16. Anthony Edwards 41 points in the win. Thunder beat the Magic 127 and 113. Oklahoma City keeping pace with Minnesota, remaining one game back in that race for the top spot in the West. Heat go on the road, roll over the Bucks 123 to 97. Lakers down the Pistons 125-111 and the Suns outscore the Kings 130-125. Top 25 college basketball, 13 ranked teams were in action. We had a battle of ranked teams with number 12 Baylor beating number 25 Oklahoma 79-62. Upset of the night numbers. Come. So don't wait. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine at Brisvo because every breath matters. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. This second hour is brought to you by Andrew Kniffer, Allstate Insurance Agent. Andrew's my agent. Let him become yours out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. You're looking for auto, home, condo, renters, motorcycle, business, life, boat insurance. You're getting ready to be able to put that nice boat in the water. Then give them a call. Uh, they'll run the numbers for you, 205-722-9201. All right, go right to the Andrew Kniffer Hotline. We'll go down to Skyland Boulevard, talk a little Tuscaloosa Toyota with Justin. Good morning. Justin, how are you? morning, Justin. Man, I'm doing, I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? We're okay. What you, what'd you get for Valentine? Man, Valentine's Day just started, so I ain't, I ain't got nothing yet, so hopefully that'll change before the end of the day. What about you, Wimp? Uh, I'm working on it. I, I had a little bit of COVID. I didn't get out much. <laughs> oh, I'm working on it. Well, you got any right. suggestions, uh, Justin? We're looking for some ideas. Uh, just take her, get her a spa. When you when you get out today, <laughs> Wimp, just take her, get her a play, get her the nearest spa. You can't do any better than that. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I went and say, hey, I tell you this, I went and picked one up. Um, my mom's not listening, so I can say this. My, that's what my dad did for my mom, so I went and picked it up for him in Norport the other day. So that's a good idea. Spa. I'm giving you, giving you an idea, Barry. That's what everybody says, spa. We got to come up with something a little more original. Uh, everybody's Uh-oh. saying the spa. We got come give me something a little more original. I'm gonna give you a little more time to think about. It. All right, uh, Justin, tell us. You got any 2024s on the lot? Tell us what's going on over there at Tuscaloosa Toyota. Yes, man. Everything's got um, just great deals on it right now. Uh, Barry, we, we had an unbelievable month of January to kick the year off. And right now in February, uh, we're leading uh, the state in volume. Uh, we're not the biggest market, but it's just like I tell you guys, you know, every time I'm on, we price everything to sell and, and we are killing it in February. And so right now you can get really everything that we have has special uh, – has special pricing on it and also has things like the Highlander, the RAV4, Camry, Corolla, you know, all of these, all of these models that we have no problem selling, they all have special financing on it, like rates as low as in the twos and threes and such as that. And right now you're hearing rates that are higher 
And so you can capitalize on the lower rates right now with special financing, and then that's what saves the most money over time is getting is getting a good rate, and you can get that right now. And you can find all of those rates. You can find all of those prices. You can find everything right there on the website at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Uh, any any new car styles uh, or body style different with the, with these 2024s with the trucks? I know you talked about the Grand Highlander a lot. We got the Rouse. We got the Camrys. Uh, talk about the body styles and all the change, whatever changes were made. Yeah, so absolutely. So so a lot of stuff going on right now. So obviously a lot of the 24s have been released, and sometimes you look at it as, hey, it's really the, the, the style's great and it hadn't been around long, like the Camry, like the RAV4 that just got redesigned, like the Highlander that just got redesigned. But things like the Grand Highlander, which is totally taken over the market, I'm just telling you, that thing is absolutely phenomenal. It is totally redesigned. And we're supposed to get this week, if not first part of next week, that all new 24 Tacoma's fixing to arrive. So we wow. can't, and we can't wait on that. I mean, that, that thing's fixing to arrive. It's like a mini Tundra. Can't wait to see that. As soon as we get it in, I'll send you some photos, uh, Barry. But you know, that, that, those are two things that, that are just, and, and here's the next thing. We can start talking about this pretty soon. This summer, the all new Land Cruiser. You're talking about a machine. The all new Land Cruiser arrives. First part of the summer, we cannot wait to see it. Nice, uh, yeah. So the grand, so you got those coming in. Could somebody come in now and say, "Hey, I know what? Do you, what do you have coming in? Can I go ahead and purchase this thing now? So when it gets here, we already have everything done. Is that possible? Uh, Absolutely. You you can actually get on our website and see our in transit Tacomas right now. You okay. can see our in transit Grand Highlanders. If you all you got to do is go to our website. Click on new cars, click Grand Highlander. You can see every single Grand Highlander that, that's coming in, whether it be hybrid or non-hybrid. You can also go to the Tacomas. You can see all of our TRDs, SR5s, all of those sport models, everything with the, with the Tacoma. You can see what's coming in. We've got a lot of people that's already put money down on those that are coming in. And so, yes, you can do that. And you can do it all right there at the website. Nice. Uh, Dad, anything else for Justin? No, I can't think of anything. He's covered it pretty good. I wish I could. I'm more anxious to see all those new new autos. They have something else. But Toyota does a great job, boy. Ooh, yeah, they're good. Absolutely I'll give that. I'll give that Valentine's Day some thought and get you guys a text in yep. a little bit so you can pick it, something I, up. I like chocolate candy. I'm going to tell you what I did this morning. I texted Jenny on the way in. I said, I'm going to bring you lunch. Tell me what, exactly, you whatever you yeah. want. I'm gonna bring it to you. Yeah. I'm still waiting on her to tell me what she wants. Now I'll, I'll See, have Barry, something. You didn't need anybody. Yeah, I'll have something planned, and she'll want me to bring it at that time. But do you put them on? <laughs> if you do that, Justin, do you put them on a budget, or you let them just get whatever they want today? No, they get whatever they want. But see, I, I like Wimp's line of thinking here. Wimp is thinking about what he can get for his wife that he can all, and he can take advantage of it too. So. Yeah, for instance, he's a bigger. Yeah, yeah he's a big he, chocolate he, guy. He likes to shop the day after because it's half price. Uh, Justin, <laughs> he always says. He always. So says he, you heard he's, he's got COVID or had COVID, so he can't go out now. But he's really doesn't want to go out to the mar because those flowers at Publix, if they're. Oh, yeah. Twenty nine ninety nine now. Tomorrow they're going to yeah. be nineteen ninety nine. You got it, Toyota. That's right. <laughs> so, hey, to, to me, to me, Wimp, that is very smart thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'll turn around. H
Well, I, I did right. get him, saved him for this year. I can't find it. I can't find it. He didn't give him a year in advance. You give him a year in advance. Just don't date it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all right. There you go. Uh, yeah. There we go. All right, Justin. All right, thanks, Justin. Thank you, my man. Appreciate it. Hey, y'all have a great day. All right, there All you right. go. All right, let's get to the uh, Andrew Knifer hotline and get Joe in the show. Good morning, Joe. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Hey, uh, John, notice Monday Vegas bumped us up to win the regular season? No. Well, they're going to win the regular season unless they just fall in the face. Everybody else uh, getting beat. What are the odds of that, Joe? Oh, gosh, don't even ask me now. I don't forgot. But uh main thing is Wimp's going to nail it, Barry. Is he? You know that. Yeah. He's, he's going to nail that. Well, 14-4, you know, Kentucky is not the Kentucky of pass. I mean, I, 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 this, this taking nothing away from Alabama because they've beaten the people they're supposed to beat. Kentucky is not, you know, the the way they're playing is not. they got a great chance to beat Kentucky. Whether they'll do it or not, I have no idea. Uh, Tennessee Tennessee uh, and Auburn are having to play each other again. They, somebody's going to have a loss tomorrow night. South Carolina's at Auburn. You know who's going to win that game. Tonight, tonight. That's, that's my tonight, next question, guys. You know who's going to win that question. game. Here's my question for both of y'all. All right, tonight we got Tennessee at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Be careful, Tennessee. I'm tell, have y'all, they've got the toughest schedule of the ones of us remaining. Yeah. Tennessee does? Oh, yeah. oh, I got it. Look I know the, the schedule. I'm looking at it right here. They got uh, just look at their march. Man. They got Arkansas tonight on the road. That's a must. They got Vanderbilt at home. That's a W. They're at Missouri Kentucky at home. At Missouri, that's a dub. Texas A&M at home. That's a dub. Auburn at home. That's a dub. At Alabama, that'll be tough. At South Carolina and Kentucky at home. That ain't that tough, Joe? They, they, you just named all the top teams still left in it. Well, all tops are versus the tops. I've studied it more than you have, Joe. I know exactly so what they, you're They're going to lose uh, possibly two more games at Alabama, at South Carolina, and they'll beat South Carolina over there. Yeah, probably. They just got drummed at A&M. Yeah, drummed. you got to go game by game. You can't do that. You can't just can't do yeah. that. You, you think they lose tonight, Joe? Oh, I, I, I think it's a he, he might as well circle the wagons. Now, let's talk about Auburn. Y'all agree with that? If he loses tonight, it's over for him, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Well, Auburn's okay. already got three losses themselves. So. Well, Wimp, if South Carolina beats Auburn, tell me what happens. That's not going to happen. South, South Carolina couldn't beat Auburn. With, 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 there ain't no way, but uh, mm-hmm. it'd be a, a, way, be a but... fiddling mess. But I, don't, I just don't think that. Uh, I just don't think they can. We'll, we'll have. I'm having the Kentucky writer on uh, Friday, but uh, that doesn't mean anything. But I just, uh, just uh, South Carolina's. I don't know how South Carolina's done what they've done. They had a weak non-conference schedule, and when you go to when you beat Kentucky at your place, it's great. And when you go to Tennessee and beat them there. You know, you've you've done something. So they're an NCAA team. There's no doubt about that. Auburn's it's only going to lose one more game. You yeah. think so, Barry? I think they're going to win tonight. They'll beat Kentucky. They'll beat Georgia on the road. They'll lose to Tennessee. They got Mississippi State at home. They're at Missouri, who hadn't won a game. Yeah. They'll win that, and they got Georgia at home. Yeah, they ain't going to lose for one more game. Yeah, you're right. So, so they'll beat Georgia on the road and Georgia at home. Yeah. Big, the big yeah. game for Alabama is the game that you don't think about, and that's that Ole Miss. 
I think about it. So Alabama, anything, so on, the, anything on the road for us. According so to me, we're gonna, uh, Auburn's going to be fourteen and four. Okay, that's right. Yeah, that'll tie for Auburn's. Auburn's going to lose to they'll, they'll they'll lose they'll lose on the road twice. They will. They'll Alabama could twice. Alabama could be the fifteen three team, probably. Maybe mm, that's possible. Yeah, you, you, you answered my next question. If I, you said they're going to be fourteen and four, I was going to ask you the two losses. Well, they're going to have a, they'll have a, a loss. You know, they're going to have to play Alabama. You talking about Alabama? Yeah. Well, they they've got to go to Florida. Florida played like they did last night. They'll crack Florida, but Florida is capable of playing the way they played at Kentucky. Yeah. And uh, so I I would say Florida, Ole Miss, and Kentucky. Uh, you know, you lose one of those. And then you have Tennessee at home, which you need to – Florida, Tennessee. Now, you play Florida twice. Uh, Florida ain't going ain't to get you at home because Alabama's got at home. But if Florida and Ole Miss both got you and Kentucky got you, then ooh. Yeah. Mm. Have y'all thought about this? The SEC's biggest win this year? Kentucky, I haven't thought about it. North, Kentucky beat North Carolina. Mm. Everybody's beating them now. The Syracuse beat them last night. At Syracuse, yeah, yeah, but and then you got Arkansas beat Duke at home, yeah, yeah, but and then you know everybody uh, Rick lost to North Carolina, lost big to North Carolina. Yeah. He, he, uh, Arkansas's lost their team mentally. Uh, yeah. They you know they get by Georgia, and as Barry said, Georgia's Georgia, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it was a good that was a good statement. That that's about right, and uh, they're good enough. They're good enough to play you for. For for thirty seven minutes, the last three minutes, they don't know how to play. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Arkansas. I just think Tennessee needs to be careful going in there because Arkansas could all of a sudden play like Arkansas is capable of playing. I don't know. <laughs> now Tennessee's got got too tough a road to hoe. It's ours to lose now. It's ours. Yeah. Vegas has yeah. done said it. It's ours. It's yeah. ours to lose. Yeah. You're Enjoy right. your show. Thank you. All right, thanks. Appreciate well, you calling, Joe. Well, I think uh, Alabama's got a harder schedule than Auburn. They got to go to Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Florida. Yeah. And Tennessee at home. Yeah. All, All right. right, we'll take the break here. We'll get back. We'll get uh, Bill Cameron in. He does a tie 100.9 to see home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center along I-20 and 59 westbound. Minor accident near exit 71B along Highway 69 about 14 minutes both ways getting between. Sports betting in Alabama. Contact your legislator today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather stays dry today with a sunny sky, the high 64. Clear tonight, the low 39. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 67. Friday, increasingly cloudy. We'll have a chance of rain by Friday night, the high at 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 45 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. For all your cleaning needs, you want to use Royal Cleaners in this community. The Royals want to make your life easy. They know how busy everyone is. They'll come to you. 
actually and pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. You can drop off today, pick up tomorrow. University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter. Uh, the location I use is 4851 Rice Mine Road. So give them a call today for anything you need. 205-391-0034 and tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. I'll get to the uh, Royal Cleaner Hotline. He's with ESPN 106.7 The Drive down in Auburn, Opelika, every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6. Bill Cameron. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Hey, Bill. Hey, man. Yep. Well, happy Valentine's. Well, happy Valentine's to you. We got uh, football and basketball questions to ask you today. Um, oh boy! I'll I'll start off with the basketball because that's I know a little bit about it. Uh, South Carolina at Auburn. Um, you know Barry's already got the game won by Auburn, and and I do too. Uh, but coach of the year is South Carolina. He'll get that. South Carolina's tricked everybody. Tell us about Auburn, what you think about their remaining schedule and where they stand, three losses. Uh, it, it, it's quite a challenge. The schedule is Auburn's uh, fortunate they've got a couple of these ball games at home. South Carolina has shown to be there. They're as good as anybody on the road. They've won in Lexington and Knoxville. But uh, uh, again, last night was another perfect example of how difficult it is for anybody to go on the road. I mean, I think uh, Vandy pulled off one of the biggest um, shockers we've seen last night, and then I mean you just see it see it all across the country. Auburn Auburn really struggled down in Florida. They, there's no doubt about it. That's that's one of their uh, well probably their worst performance of the year down in Gainesville, and then Florida nearly lost at home last night to LSU. But uh, we talked about it some last week, Wimp. And the more I think about it, I, I really think that the home court uh, here at Auburn is probably worth I'd say closer to ten or maybe ten to twelve points is. Uh, the six or eight we were talking last week. Bill, does the Auburn wins at home, and I know they were playing Alabama, and there's always a letdown a little bit. The wins at Auburn at home affect uh, psychologically how they play on the road because of the, uh, the crowd. It's so, it's so big for them. I don't know Barry may want to chime in because he probably won't, won't agree to this, but uh, what do you think? Um, I don't know if it, it plays into it. I think it 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 uh, it probably it it was such such a big win at home and such an yeah. I mean it was the crowd was into it so much that they're they're probably mentally down a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and Bruce talked about it. I I don't know that he wanted to make too big a deal of it, but I, I do think something that uh, that the SEC is going to have to look at is if you're playing a if if a team has a week off, uh, it it. Even an even bigger advantage if you get that open date and then have a home game, um, because I mean that's the thing. Auburn played late Wednesday night. They had to you know game plan, practice Thursday, travel Friday, and then play Saturday afternoon. That's really tough. Uh, I guess the team that's had the whole week to be getting ready for you, but I, I don't think that was the whole reason. They 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 have really had slow starts in every ball game on the road. If you look at Auburn's schedule, though, um, maybe I'm wrong. I think they're going to be favored in every game but one, and that would be at Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, Going to Georgia. Uh, Georgia just can't seem to play for 40 minutes. They play a good half, and then they uh, seem to give it away. But I would think Auburn be favored in all the games but one here from here on out. Would you agree, Bill? I'd say that's pretty likely. Uh, I mean, South Carolina and Kentucky uh, here at home. The road games they have, other than 
Then uh, Tennessee, they've got uh, Georgia and Missouri on the road. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I I think I think that's that's a pretty fair statement there, Barry. Yeah, that. I think when uh, the coach says to the athletic director, "We need to get this guy Durkin and pay him one in, in order to get it, we're going to have to pay him a million plus two. Uh, the athletic director, in my mind, is saying to himself. Okay, but uh, we need to get the defense straight, and we need to keep the people that we're getting rather than have them change out every year. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> no, I, I yeah, I I think you need to try to be at yeah, whatever you can do. I don't know that there are any guarantees. I don't know how you're going to keep how you yeah. keep players year in and year out. But uh, no, I mean you'd much rather have that consistency and know what you've got and be able to figure for at least a couple of seasons. Um, you know, it's not that unusual to be making a lot of changes after year one. But, yeah, you want to get it right that next time as far as your staff. I like the makeup of the staff. Um, I mean, they've got four guys that have been coordinators and then a young guy in, in Bontrell King-Williams, who they promoted uh, last week to defensive line coach, a guy that has been involved with all the coaches. As a matter of fact, I mean, he was like Jeremy Garrett's shadow. Those two guys were always together. I had... Uh, I, I really didn't know which one was which for a while because uh, they both were working so closely with the players. Um, he's a guy that, that I know the players and recruits that they already have lined up for next year really, really like. Uh, so I think you need that combination of some uh, young coaches that can relate to players and, and the experienced guys. But, uh, yeah, you you try to do whatever you can, I think, to try to – keep a little consistency these days. That, that's one of the toughest things, roster management. Okay, uh, Cadillac, Cadillac deal got 88 and out the gate. And that, he didn't take anybody with him or make a mess there, was, was there? Excuse me. No, not really. It doesn't, it doesn't appear to. Uh, you know, uh, and I haven't, I really haven't uh, heard much, um, much about Cadillac, you know, since that announcement. I mean, it's, you know, we know Zach, Zach Edwards is at Houston. Haven't really seen. Have you guys? Have you guys heard anything about Cadillac since I have. since he announced he was down? Nah, just supposedly there was some problem in Nashville. I don't want to speculate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I just want I wondered if you'd heard anything about you know him him moving anywhere or anything. I had not heard anything yet. No, it just uh, kind of just went away. Uh, to be honest with you, and uh, just kind of like the Brad Bohannon situation. It never really caught steam. I mean, he just kind of lost his job and it kind of went away. It was kind of a bad thing. It just never never got a lot of a lot of attention, uh, but that was an uh, unfortunate deal. Uh, let's talk baseball. Uh, Auburn opens up uh, uh, Friday, uh, and I know they got a weekend series there. Seems like, um, you know, the renovations and all, where are they? Is everything going to be done? And what are the new additions to the stadium down there? Yeah, for this year, it's the uh, the Hall of Fame Club, which is the the seats right behind home plate on uh, you know a field level behind home plate. Uh, I, I haven't been in since they put the netting up, but I mean, talking with uh, we talked with Butch a little bit yesterday, and I mean that's something really exciting. What they're doing for this year is they're going to sell those on a game by game basis as well. So I mean, so a lot of different folks will have an opportunity to uh, to sit there and find out, and they've also made it. Um, there's a, a club area inside and there'll be uh, sort of a railing like the standing room only railing over at Neville Arena behind the seats there that are down there behind uh, behind home plate. So 
anybody who has a ticket can buy an add-on, which will get them there into the club. And, you know, when the weather's either really hot like it's going to be later or pretty darn chilly like it always is at the start of the season, that's not a bad idea to be able to have to stay in a climate-controlled area and be able to wander up and and uh, be right behind home plate and looking out. So that's the big amenity for for most of the fans. They've also got the the tiered level. Some people are calling it the back 40 uh, out in right center where students just sort of uh, had an area where they, they came and tossed, uh, you know, blankets and, and folding chairs and things like that. They've now... They've now tiered that area um, to, to make it a little more room for students to be able to hang out there. So those are the things that are done for this year. Right now, the construction is still going on down the right field line where the uh, plaza used to be, where they're going to move, where they're going to have suites, and the press box is moving to. Talking with Andy Bertram yesterday, and, and uh, they're glad to know that the broadcasts are all going to stay there in the structure behind home plate. So both the home and visiting radio and TV will be able to be there behind home plate, but the rest of the press is moving down the first baseline. And then they'll also be working uh, during the season uh, as well on that and the, um, the, the, the new seating and uh, walking area up on the uh, the green monster. So construction is going to be going on all season, but uh, it, it's really sort of fun to get over there and look at what's been done and, and you know, see what see what is still going on. Are they are? I know they got a game tonight. Are they already camping out for the Kentucky game, Bill? Uh, I haven't heard of that yet. Somebody uh, told me they were already camping. So when they camp out like that, this, how does that work? Does somebody have to stay there and hold that spot? How does that work? That's pretty much the way it is. is that, uh, that that somebody stays in a tent. Some of sometimes they'll take turns. They're they're usually. I tell you what, it usually works out pretty well for them. That uh, somebody will come by and, and uh, bring them some goodies, some some donuts or biscuits or. <laughs> so they actually or stay like there that. overnight. They in the tent. Somebody does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally so, and uh, it it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. It's not gonna be as cold Friday night. Good thing it's not a, a Sunday game because Saturday night is supposed to be around freezing. You know, there, there are a ton of Kentucky fans here, too, in vet school. I mean, that's something that's always been a big factor. And, you know, years years ago, there used to be as many uh, Kentucky, many students dressed in Kentucky blue as there were Auburn students. Now it's, now it's uh, obviously not quite, quite the same, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there are a few of them that pitched against Friday night. Do you know... Um changing subjects um the seven point whatever billion dollars that the 12 team playoff is gonna bring in how's that money distributed uh does it go to each conference uh do the smaller schools that are eligible for the playoff do they get a little bit uh if you play in it do you get more than everybody else do you know how that money's distributed all bill yeah, I'm not sure exactly how it is. It would make sense. I mean, the way the SEC's always done it, it at least makes sense that if you're in it, you get a you know you get an extra share. So I would think that that would be the case. But no, I, I haven't seen how they're how they're doing it specifically. But um, I, I can't imagine anybody that, that's playing in it being happy that uh, somebody that finished last in their league gets as much as they do. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you ought to pay the players uh, if you got that much money for each round they. Uh, move on. They ought to probably get a little bit of that. Uh, that yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, 
Well, I'd hate, I'd hate to interview uh, number 13's AD and head coach next year. Who's that? Number oh, thirteen for number thirteen. Finishes thirteen. The thirteen, yeah, he almost made oh, the yeah, top no twelve, kidding. but did yeah. It was like the A and M about the Florida. Don't don't be bothering the the head coach and the AD at number thirteen next year because it will be a uh, mess. Yeah, well, you you'll be you'll be one. You <laughs> plenty of people will be wanting to talk. You know that that's going to be one of the most popular people, the number thirteen, oh, yeah. fourteen guys. Uh, <laughs> Auburn looked like in football of the top ten football recruits. They got. The majority of them uh, this year, uh, or more than half, right at it. Uh, they're doing a good job recruiting in state, aren't they, Bill? Well, I think that's been a focus for Hugh is to uh, to try to get back in there and and not concede players. And uh, I think that uh, I think I think that's very important. And they they are uh, really working on the twenty five and twenty six guys too. Uh, I mean, he said it. You know, you, if you're going to compete, you better you better be bringing in uh, talent that's comparative to the uh, top team so uh, that's the that's the plan and they're working hard pretty hard for it I, I like the makeup of this recruiting staff so far there's no question about that do you think alabama um and i think it started to fade a little bit the last couple of years uh they were such a juggernaut uh i think people were kind of in awe of them uh do you think some of that luster now has with nick saban gone has gone away a little bit I don't know if that has gone away, but uh, I think I think everybody feels like, boy, here's an opportunity. Let's see now. Now the pressure will be on, you know, Coach DeBoer and his staff to to make sure that they they try to continue that as best as possible. Because Ooh. everybody's been going to be coming after, um, you know, all the recruits that they've been going after, and and wondering if anybody else wants to leave here at the end of spring. So yeah, I think there's there's a, a little extra pressure probably on the Tide staff, and, and I think, you know, folks looking to see if this is indeed an opportunity for other teams to close the gap. Yeah, yeah. Boy, Alabama, uh, Auburn can really close it because they got, I think, Alabama A&M and California and then New Mexico <laughs> and New Mexico and then Arkansas at home and Oklahoma at home with the first five games. Now, I know New Mexico State got them, and New Mexico, I don't know, but they got a chance right there to roll, really roll well there. Yeah, well, they better get off to a quick start. That's right. With the schedule that they have, uh, it's it's an opportunity for uh, for them to, you know, try to get things rolling before they really jump, you know, jump headlong into the into the rest of the conference schedule. Yeah, they don't get they don't get Georgia until October the fifth. They've already played five games. So yeah. Well, Bill, we appreciate it. Look forward to uh, probably good. Good night of basketball. Uh, I always like watching yep. Auburn play at home. The jungle's wild. You going to be there tonight, Bill? Oh, yeah, yeah. 7.30 game, so, uh, uh, I don't, you know, whatever, you know, what we do for TV. But, uh, but yeah, 7, 7.30 ball game tonight. South Carolina, man, they are, uh, again, I, I thought about this the other day. They could lose out, and Lamont Paris still probably would deserve coaching. Oh, sure. They're not going to lose out. Uh, this, this is a ball game that's going to be tough to uh, score a lot of points. That's one thing they make sure of. They uh, it looks a lot like Wisconsin, where his background is. I mean, they're going to they're going to run as much clock as they can and make you play defense for as long as you can. So, uh, so yeah, it may not be the prettiest ball game. Auburn just needs to get a win. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate right. it. Thank you, Bye, guys. Bye. Right, Have a great uh, Bill Barry, on these last few minutes. I mean, I don't know how long we got. I ain't looked at the clock. 
there are a lot of people who are for the gambling bill, but there are a lot of people who are against it. Uh, there are a lot of people who say that um, people will gamble who don't know how to gamble, will lose their money, and it brings problems to people who shouldn't be gambling. Um, you think about that during this ad and tell me what you think. There are people who will think they're pretty smart, uh, take the money that they should be buying groceries with and gamble. Uh, I don't know if we'll have anybody call in about that or not. Yeah, somebody uh, call, call us about the gambling bill. Does we Do we need to pass the lottery, uh, have table games and sports gaming? It's just about in every state. Uh, the lottery thing is ridiculous that we don't have that. There's so much money that goes across uh, the state line there. Uh, so we'll talk about that when we get back. Let's tell them about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Uh had an unnecessary accident occur to you that really wasn't necessary for you mentally and physically? Um, somebody uh, made mistakes, ran into you, didn't care about you, doesn't doesn't have any feeling for you. Um, you need some help, and you need to find out. So I, I don't want to say this in an easy way that that for mentally and physically it's something you hadn't occur, hadn't occurred to you before. The accident shouldn't have happened. Uh, and, and so much to say, they came after you to somewhat. All kind of scenarios about this. Prince Glover and Hayes at three four five one two three four can give you the answers as to what has happened in the past, and I think that's a key. Uh, you know, we can talk about the changes in the law. We want to talk about. They can tell you that, and they can tell you that on the telephone. And then you can go by seven zero one Ricemine Road and sit down with them and decide uh, exactly what direction you want to go with this and what's happened. Uh, and then they'll go out and represent you. They'll do a good job for you. And I think that you'll find that, uh, brother, you'll need it when the time comes. It may just be an advertisement to you now, but when the time comes, it won't be that way. 345-1234, Prince Glover and Hayes. PrinceLaw.net is the website. If they don't win, you don't pay. All right, call us about the gambling bill. Uh, is can take on your day. Start your day with Nature Made, the number one pharmacist recommended vitamin and supplement brand. Based on a survey of pharmacists who recommend branded vitamins and supplements. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise great Southern wood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at your thinking spirit, and free shipping on everything. Again, that's Dell.com slash deals. This report is sponsored by Compassion International. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, uh... They got the gambling bill uh, there. They had people 
uh, for it, talking about uh, all the money that's leaving the state and the lotteries and the gaming and obviously sports betting. You can pretty much do it. I think it's, I can't remember how many states. Is it 40 something states that you can do it? Uh, no, I get this, Barry. Excuse me. Go ahead. It is true that the poor spend more of their money on the lottery than the rich. Then the lottery is a way to get back the money that is given to the poor. Or another way to say it is that the lottery is a tax on the poor. Kind of complicated for me. <laughs> so are you for it or against it? I'm, I'm for the law. I mean, I think we need to have it. I mean, you talk about the, first of all, I, I, the poor are driving across the straight line right now and buying the lottery ticket. Yeah, so you're you're, you're taking their gas uh, that they were spending, that they would spend on a lottery ticket, and they're burning that going and buying the lottery tickets. There's, If you want to gamble, it's not that hard. So now everybody in the state's doing it illegally. Uh, and, you know, talk about education on the millions. I saw a thing, and I tried, tried to pull up on AL.com, the estimated money that we could pour into the state uh, with it. Uh, it's a big number. All right, let's get to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline, get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Hey, Philip. Hey, guys, uh, one more time. Um, the, the state lottery in Georgia was a huge benefit to, to my immediate family because our kids went to LaGrange High School in, in LaGrange, Georgia, and my, my daughter uh, went to college in Tifton, Georgia, and, and the Hope the Hope Scholarship paid for her college. As long as she maintained her her average that she was supposed to maintain, it paid for it, and that that was a huge huge benefit to us. Yeah, that's what I'll so, say. To Dad's argument: How many poor kids that really need to go to college but can't because uh, the funds that could go in on a Hope Scholarship or something and give them some opportunity to better their life. Sometimes they have no chance because they, they can't. I mean, I know there's Pell Grants and other things, avenues for these guys to go, but uh, th this would really help uh, the educational system, wouldn't it, Phil? Oh, it's it's an unbelievable help. I mean, I can tell you that from firsthand. This is gigantic help to know that if that, that funding is there, as long as your child, you know, uh, maintains their average, which was not an impossible task, by the way. Yeah. Um, I mean, she had, she had to work, but, you know, it was it was doable, and she did it, and it helped us tremendously. And also, I live in Lynette, which is right next to West Point, Georgia. I mean, you can put one foot in Georgia and one foot in Alabama, where I live, and you ought to see the convenience store in West Point, Georgia, as you're coming across the interstate, all the tags from Montgomery County, Alabama. Uh, they come over here every Friday, and they are loading up. They're they're in that store from twelve noon to twelve midnight playing lottery, yeah. and then they drive back to Montgomery and they do it again the next Friday. Yeah, and yeah. they're and they're eating they're eating at the restaurants in West Point. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it, it's tremendous. But I have a guy this text. He says he says it'll never pass in Alabama. Do y'all agree with that? I don't have any idea. I just had a hard time. I don't know. Well, why would he didn't give you the answers? I mean, he the, just says that well, he didn't give me. He just doesn't think that. I think um, just too conservative uh, here in the state. Of, I don't know, Justin. Do you agree? You won't think he's pulling the microphone down. <laughs> yeah, I have strong feelings. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Uh, well, first, uh, Philip, 
like you were saying, the scholarship part of it, I went to high school in Florida. Florida has a similar thing. It's called the Bright Future Scholarship. It's mainly mm-hmm. funded by the Florida Lottery, and it's I think the number mm-hmm. is over $8 billion has gone towards that to let kids go to school. Um, I think if the bill gets to the point where it is on the ballot, I don't think there's any way it doesn't pass. Really? I think it goes through. Wow. Uh, so get I, you, I believe, Go ahead, Phil. Go ahead. Barry, Barry, I believe the last time it was on the um, – on the um, for a vote, I believe it narrowly failed. I believe it narrowly lost. I think the possibility is high, but you've got to have the right kind of promotion and the, and the right kind of marketing to help it along. Yeah. But I can't imagine why it would not pass. Uh, I just it's so much money. If you look at the four corners of Alabama, the western side, the northern side, the eastern side, and the south side. The money that's leaving the state on a daily basis going into those other states to help them fund their education to me that's more simple than not having the damn lottery. Yeah, thanks for the call, Philip. Good, good points. Mm-hmm. All right, back up to get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. <clears throat> thanks, Barry. Uh, I, I'm getting to where I call more than once every day. That's all right. That means I, we're I stirring you up. That means we're stirring you up. <laughs> well, it's interesting, you know. Uh, I was raised in a very conservative, religious-type home coming up, and gambling, oh, my God, you know what I mean? Yeah. You better not. And uh, because that the Bible said that that was uh, money ill-gained by God, and that was a sin like everything else. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But uh, I, I think I got the marketing tool to help uh, pass the lottery and, and – and, uh, and the gaming bill, because my views have changed over over the years. And uh, a, a really good friend of mine is a missionary, medical missionary in the Philippines. He's been over there for years. and I mean, in the most remote parts and all like that. And when he comes home, we visit. And uh, and I tell him, I said, boy, I wish I had the money to, to, to just fund everything you want to do. Because he, he, he's grandiose to some degree. And... Uh, but anyway, he said, and I said, well, I'm tempted. I was testing it. I said, I'm tempted to buy a lottery ticket and if I win, give you half of it. He said, go ahead. He said, the devil's had that money long enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you could get the Baptist, uh, the president of the Southern Baptist Convention to say that on the air, it'd go in five seconds. So you think it'll, you think if it gets on the ballot, it'll pass? I do. I really? do. I, I, I think. I think that. Uh, I don't know. I, I really. I, I swear. You know, we're laughing about what he said, but you know, in the hand, the money in the hands of somebody with good intentions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Does that make any sense? Yeah, Dad. Dad, any comment on that? No, I don't. I don't. I just don't. I don't know the answer whether they can get it to where the, the bill will be. We never have been able to get the bill going. Yeah, and uh, that that's that's you know first things first, and then uh, yeah, I thought it was an interesting question though people to talk about. I don't, I want it. I, I think we need it, but it it is a in some well, cases. Coach, you know, in Georgia, ahead. in Georgia they have the Hope Scholarship. Yeah, yeah. My under my understanding is that a lot of that money comes from the lottery. 
I think so. Yeah, and so Alabama yep. doesn't have it taken to a sports side. Well, that would really help uh, Alabama yep. and Auburn baseball, all the baseball programs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm for that. It ought to be designated. <laughs> yeah. And I tell you what, I think, I think those coaches ought to get out there and, and uh, uh, Coach Thompson and, and Coach Vaughn, they ought to get out there and say, you know what? If we pass that, this, there's some good. There's some good that can come out. The Hope Scholarship is a good thing. But wouldn't that, yeah. if you had the Hope Scholarship, wouldn't that motivate high school kids to do better? I don't know, but Georgia, to me, they have it going on uh, over there across the board educationally. Uh, friends of mine whose well. kids are are going to Georgia uh, and, and have had educational opportunities. Because of the Hope Scholarship, I see a lot of good in. It. I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, you know, we're having ads now that say, you know, well, since you can't, since you can't uh, gamble in Alabama, how about gambling with us? So that money's yeah. is very that, that money's leaving us. Yeah. <laughs> pouring, it's pouring out of here, Tom. Pouring. So thank yeah, you, man. I, you know. Go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. Thank go ahead. You, Finish uh, that last point. Go ahead. No, I, I, I'm, I, I hadn't got anything else to add, but uh, it's an interesting uh, topic to talk about. And uh, yeah, but uh, you know, my my views have changed over the years. The older I got, I see things different than what my mom and and daddy and them were drilling yep. into me a hundred sure. years ago. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Times change. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Be right, good issue tomorrow. This last break. We'll wrap up the show. You listen to Tide 100.9 at 1230 AM WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center along the McFarland Boulevard. Long-term road work is creating 10-minute delays both directions between Airport Road and Jack Warner Parkway. If you're traveling Highway 69, seeing a... Will allow sports betting in Alabama. Contact your legislator today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather stays dry today with a sunny sky, the high 64. Clear tonight, the low 39. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 67. Friday, increasingly cloudy. We'll have a chance of rain by Friday night, the high at 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 50 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, uh, so tonight, uh, who wins this Tennessee-Arkansas game, Dan? I guess Tennessee, but I don't think it's going to be easy. Uh, you know, I, I just think every game takes on its own personality. Uh, we can't look at past games really anymore. Uh, you know, Auburn goes plays plays a doornail against Florida as a joke. Uh, so I, I would say Tennessee is, trying to get the attention of their guys after the A&M loss. Arkansas is trying to get their I, – I, I think it's going to be close because it's at Arkansas. If Arkansas will play, 
Uh, they've got a chance, but I think Tennessee wins in a close one. Well, that's that's the problem with Arkansas. You don't know which Arkansas. No, you don't. Arkansas could I hate, win. I hate to be a gambler, but that's yeah. Tough. Arkansas could win. They could lose by thirty. I mean, yeah, that's, that's right. the range. You're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so I agree. If they win by, if they lose by thirty, you would be kicking yourself. Why in the world did I ever believe yeah. in Arkansas? Oh, sure. Yeah. If yeah. they won, you, know, you, you know. say, "I told you so." Yeah. They, oh, yeah. You're running around saying, "I, I told y'all." Yeah, and uh, you know that's the way it is. South Carolina would be very, very doubtful if South Carolina could beat Auburn. Auburn, in my opinion, I don't know about the line. I don't even know what the line is. Line is uh, ten, uh, eleven and a half, I believe. So, mm-hmm. odds makers not giving Auburn, I mean South Carolina, much of a chance. All right, that's it for today's show. We'll get out of here. We'll make way for the Gary Harris show. So keep it locked in all day long. Uh, you got Gary uh, coming in from 9 to 11. Then what's that new show called, uh, Justin? That's T-Town Sports Daily with T- Carrie and Wyatt. Yeah, T-Town Sports Daily. Then the Miller's Edge with uh, Corey and Christian Miller. Always have a great show. And then from 2 to 6, Ryan Fowler uh, will finish you up. You listen to Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM. WTBC hits the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.